Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right. And Dr. Saif Abed, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. You are the founding partner and director of cybersecurity advisory services for Abed Graham and the CEO of Clinical Cyber Defense Systems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, with some yeah, titles like that, it sounds like you're going to come on and talk about some kind of Terminator, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, it's a not, not quite Cyberdyne, uh, but somewhere <laughs> in, that, in that realm. Well, I promise I'm not making Skynet. That's, that's not in our product roadmap. <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly do you do? Yeah, so definitely the name sounds more imposing than what we do. Um, mm-hmm. Essentially for clinical cyber defense systems, we have an analytics platform that translates very technical security data into clinical and business risk data so that hospital executives that don't have a technical background really understand the risks that their hospital faces and can take yeah. action on that. Um, in terms of the Abed Graham piece of the equation, that's the consulting firm that I set up 10 years ago when I first left medicine um, to ply my my trade, sell my soul, and work in technology. But over that time, we've been advisors to large technology companies, your Microsofts and IBMs of the world, as well as government agencies about healthcare and security. So how did you go from medicine to this side of things? It's, it's a really interesting question. I, I often say by accident, actually. Um, right. I think when I was at medical school, I was always a big fan of technology. I was really interested in business. And I was trying to figure out how do I merge those worlds with being a doctor. And there wasn't necessarily a clear pathway, I would say. But what happened was there was a really large national program, about 11 billion pounds sterling worth, an IT transformation program for the health system. It didn't quite work out, um, to put it mildly. And I thought the reason for this is no one was talking to the doctors and nurses, finding out what technology would they use? Why do they want to use it? And I had this fantastic, crazy idea that maybe I'll set up a company that tells tech companies what doctors and nurses are actually interested in and take it from there. And then it evolved over time. And, you know, we became a security company mainly about three years ago. Um, I wrote about one across, sorry, I wrote about uh, ransomware quite a lot. No one really paid that much attention. One cry happened, and the rest was history after that for us. Yeah, yeah, it, it is our, absolutely our new reality. So one might think that this is all just part of a platform that, you know, if a hospital is going to have uh, on their network, like all of this is just built into it, and they don't need to worry about these things. Oh, I see, this is the thing. The, the world of healthcare is fascinating. We do some of the most fantastic technological innovations, whether it's surgery or genomics and things like that. You'd think we're the most up-to-date industry there could be. You then lift mm. the cover and you look at all the actual IT, and we have all these old systems, all this old technology. We haven't invested in these security technologies that we need. And so we're playing catch-up now. And the people at the, at the top level, the hospital executives, they're culpable 
they know they're responsible now for what happens if there's a security incident. So there's kind of uh, a mad scramble to figure out what is everyone's responsibility? How do they understand this brave new world of security? And, and that's, that's the part of the equation we're trying to solve for them. Um, it's hard. Security is full of jargon. It's technology. Mm-hmm. It's very technical. You know, we, we all know what it's like. You see, um, you see a bunch of jargon and you switch off. Um, it's like the, uh, the iTunes terms and conditions. Right. <laughs> you just, you right. look at it and you switch off. That's the bit we're trying to, trying to solve here with our platform. So what is the, I mean, what's the risk level right now? How often is, is, is this, uh, beca- how often is this a problem in, in our hospital systems? Uh, I guarantee you today, you could mm-hmm. pick any hospital and they have some kind of critical vulnerability in there that could take the system down. Uh, I don't want to fear monger here. I don't want to fear monger. Yeah. That's not the point. But not every hospital knows what's all the technology that's connected to their network. The random mobile phone, the random mm. laptop, the, the, sh- the guy who brings in something connected to the network and no one knows about it. There is always something. So all you can do really is try to find out what's going on in an understandable way and minimize that risk as best you can. You just need to show you're doing something about it. Yeah. So, uh, having, so having started this company and, and serving as CEO, uh, how do you um, how do you let hospitals know about this? Then I guess you know it. It sounds like this. It sounds like a very badly needed service. So, mm-hmm. are you getting objections right now? What's the big challenge there? So I'm I'm actually pretty fortunate. The work I've been doing as a consultant for the last ten years um, has given me a platform, uh, essentially, <laughs> uh, as a public speaker, as a yeah. writer of content. Um, I've been very fortunate to work with as an expert for the World Health Organization now, the European yeah. Commission, agencies like that. So it gives you um, a position of credibility that you can come yeah. from, essentially, and say, "Look, I think this is a problem. I think this could be part of the solution." And if people can see a track record of you being a, a, a person that's credible, they're willing yeah. to open the door for you at least uh, and have uh-huh. a chat. So I'm uh, finding very few objections, fortunately. You this, are. Oh, I was gonna say you are in the right room right now. I mean, this is this is everything that we talk about in terms of like how valuable authority marketing is, and uh, you know, and and again, making sure not just that you have done that work, but that you communicate that you do that work. Um, you know, taking a look at some of your social media, um, you know, it, it's it's great that you're that you not only do you have the credentials, but it's really easy to figure out that you have those credentials as well. And I think you'll find that a lot of doors just naturally open and your authority speaks for itself. Oh, that's very kind of you to say. And one of the things I have a lot of um, medical students or young doctors who ask me, you know, they want to be entrepreneurs and get into the world mm-hmm. of business. And they ask me, say, what should I do? Do I need a marketing budget? Do I need to hire a PR? I, just, I say, first step is just articulate your message to yourself. Yeah. If you can articulate to, your, to yourself, to your friends, to your mother, to your father, to your brother, to your sister, and they go, you know what, I get what you're, where you're coming from, that's the first step. If you can do that, then start writing it. Write blogs on LinkedIn. Start tweeting. See how people respond. And then, lo and behold, one day people will say, can you write a piece of content for my news site? Will you come and speak at my conference? And that's when you know you're onto something. And that's your public relations yeah. right there. Yeah. And we never know which of these things is going to pop, which of these things is really going to matter. Uh, it's, but, you know, we work hard to cover all of our bases and, and keep yeah. serving, keep going out onto those stages, keep on, you know, I, and I love that you talked about at first, you know, getting very clear on 
you know, what it is your message is, you know, making sure that you're, you know, I, I really like, you know, Simon Sinek, you know, lead with why, you know, what is your purpose? What are your values? Um, what is your mission? And then once you know those things, well, it should be very, very clear on what activity we should be engaged in. And so then having uh, built that platform of recognition, um, it's the success rate, obviously, you know, when, when you do, someone does reach out on your behalf or you reach out directly, people are going to pick up the phone. I'm, I'm talking with the Dr. Safe Abed. <laughs> that's that's yes. kind of what we want. <laughs> yes, and I'll just say that inject some passion into your message. One of the problems in the tech world is we get very, very caught up in the details of technical language with no emotion. It's all very mathematical and precise. People find that hard to connect with. Whereas if I say to you, there's this security bug, and if we attack it, it's going to affect someone's pacemaker, or it's going to affect your ability to have an operation. People feel that it's visceral. And that's a powerful message. Again, you don't want to fear monger. You just want to tell the truth in a way that people can relate to. And I found that to be powerful when used in the right way. You know, it, I mean, it is, uh, it's a really risky, you know, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of municipal governments fall victim to ransomware. Um, you know, boy, that, what a nightmare scenario if a, a hospital's network is compromised and now all of a sudden, you know, let alone record, you know, patients' records are now being exposed, oh, yeah. um, you know, all of the other consequences that can come from that. So if, if you have someone that's serving uh, in, in, a, in a non-technical capacity, it sounds like th- that that's one of the strong suits uh, for, um, for clinical cyber defense systems. <laughs> yes, um, yes. But, Every every time I see that, I I, I do think a little bit of uh, cybernet. Um, so, but, but I think it sounds like one of the strong suits, right? Is is being able to uh, display and explain uh, very technical things in a non technical way and through better reporting and 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 a better user interface. De- definitely, the the whole point of the analytics isn't just so that. I can ensure that my platform explains risk to a non-technical person in a way that they can understand. It should be so smooth that they can take that and explain it to the next person. I want to empower the CFO to talk about security. I want to empower the chief medical officer to talk about security. At the end of the day, they're the key decision makers in a hospital, the CEO, the CO, all the different uh, C-suite names that you can think of. If they're not comfortable talking about it, then the hospital won't become secure. And that's the core of what we're trying to get at. You know, from a CEO perspective, what would you say over the next year to three years uh, is going to be your biggest, you know, kind of your biggest mountain to climb? So I think they need to shift their thinking in one particular way. The last few years has all been about getting fined for leaking patient data. Mm. I think what CEOs need to say to themselves is, look, that's bad. No one wants to pay a fine and have their reputation be affected. But when you look at ransomware and how that's evolving and the sophistication of other types of malware, it's Uh actually going to affect patient safety. Imagine you have two CAT scanners in a a hospital. If one of them gets taken down, you're going to delay diagnostics. You're going to delay patient flow. People with potentially really severe conditions get managed the wrong way patient harm happening at scale. You have to imagine that scenario now, not just patient information being leaked, which is bad enough. We're talking about actual harm. That's the way the lens you need to view healthcare and security through. And you know what? Err on the side of caution. Always err on the side of caution. Set aside, empower your team to invest 
in thinking about those emotive types of risks, and you'll you'll stay ahead of the risk, in my view, for the most nice. part. Nice, great. Well, Dr. Saif Abed, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, definitely in a great position. Congratulations on the recent business launch. Uh, and uh, listen, hospitals everywhere. <laughs> I think you need to at least take a meeting with this man uh, just to kind of review your own processes and your own systems, uh, just to make sure that we are staying safe. And of course, uh, you can reach out to Dr. Saif uh, Abed, Dr. Abed at Clinical Cyber Defense. Dot com. So, uh, Dr. Abed, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.